First things first, you can't sit at my table like that. You can't sit with your back to the door. Come on. How you gonna know if somebody creeping up on you? Now, see that? Now you can see everything. What's over there? I saw your mom last night. I hate her. Hmm. Yeah, I bet you do. I hated my mom too. I miss her like hell now. That's all I'm gonna say about that. What's a faggot? A faggot is um a word you use to make gay people feel bad. Am I a faggot? No, 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 no. You you could be gay, but you ain't gotta let nobody call you no faggot. I mean, unless. You just do. Mm. A deep scene. Yeah. From Moonlight. From Moonlight. Yeah. Mm. When did that come? Such a great movie, and I feel like how. Do you know how long ago? I really want to say it was like last year, but I know I'm playing myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, actually, I think I can find out. Cool. Because I posted a picture of the advertisement when I first saw it. When you first saw it? Yeah. Do we feel like Moonlight has gotten its things, its due, its recognition? Mm. Because I'm not, honestly... Well, I don't know. You never... What is Max recognition? It came out in 2016. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah, See? October, fall of 2016. Yesterday. Barry Jenkins, of course, was the director. Okay, okay it did win Academy Award for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, quite a few. Okay. Yeah, it got all the awards. It got right? a lot of awards. All right. So, well, yeah, it's gotten its um, tangible things. I think, though, its impact still continues to reach people. Right. So Absolutely. regardless of the things, like it's a, even just that little clip. I was like at work watching it. And I was just like, mm. Mm. yeah, 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 yeah. And shout out to Mahershala Ali for yes. such a yes. great performance. So fine. Yeah, and just was able to, you know, tell a story. I mean, the movie had, from what I can remember, the movie had a lot of moments of silence. Yeah. Which was one thing that uh, I really enjoyed about the movie, that even in those moments where there was no dialogue, yeah. the imagery or, you know, whatever you were looking at, um, it told the story. And it made you think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember when they were at the um, the restaurant and Homie was making the chef special. I was thinking about the fact that I can't find a man and my chef special puts that to rest. Okay. This when they were he at the chicken, restaurant. Yeah, when he made that chicken with plain rice and beans with a little cilantro. Oh yeah, I can't remember. I can fix a meal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it had me thinking of <laughs> it had me thinking of the um, Issa scene where she went out to dinner with. Remember we did the skit. Oh, then, with um Daniel. Daniel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Jay-Z and Beyonce? No, that's us. Right, we cute. <laughs> we lit. But hi, guys. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Hung Up Podcast, where you mm. may have saw my mama last night, but I know you did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you may hate her. <laughs> okay. She probably hates you. Well, no, my mama doesn't hate. <laughs> Damn, you... <laughs> I'm ready to fight. A, a quick theme. and a fast comeback. A theme for the evening. Okay? <laughs> I'm ready, ready to, to fight. fight. <laughs> Hashtag beat that ass. That's how you feeling tonight. <laughs> Every night. Every night from here on out. Every- I'm getting my group on for kickboxing. Every night. Got me fucked okay. up. Right, yeah, let's get that group on. Okay. Right, yeah, we okay. got to exert some of that, that anger, that energy. Yeah. You know, I when I went to the gunfiring range... I found that that was a great way to do that. Mm. Did it make you want to buy a gun, though? It, well, I think I just want one for other reasons. Mm. Not because it's I was at the gunfire range. It's a gateway. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gateway No, don't say that. <laughs> Not true. Not true. Um, but yeah, what's up, everybody? But we'll never hang up on you. We will not. As always, I am 
P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at IAMPRYAN. I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Right. And while you find Eric and myself individually, find us both on Instagram and Twitter at H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash HungerPod. Yes, and continue sending your emails, your love, your feedback on the episodes, your check-ins, your hanging-ups, your hung-ups, all of that good stuff to hunguppod at gmail.com. Yes, and thank you guys so much for your ratings and reviews. Hey, keep them coming. <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere that you can find a man who looks like Mahershala Ali. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or Trevante Rhodes, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> To okay. be honest. To be honest. <laughs> we love what Trump wants to say. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. How are you? Me, I spent a lot of time this week just catching up with folks because it was cold as hell. How are you catching up in the cold? And you still have time. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, mm-mm. And shout out to the group FaceTime uh, feature. Yes, where you can put like, what, 38 people up in there? I haven't gone that far. I don't That's know. That's the full worship service. What the <laughs> threshold is. Oh, okay. I don't know if I'll ever figure it out. Somebody going to have to tell me. 38 people? Yeah. What? Maybe if y'all would call us in, we can put you on the 38 people FaceTime. Oh. Maybe. So we can see if it works. Whose phone number are you giving? Oh, no. We can give out the iCloud ID or the email. You don't have to give out your phone number. There we go. All right. There we go. They'll find you. Solution. They'll find out anyway. Y'all crafty. Okay. I'm sure some of y'all have watched. What's that show? How to Get Away with Murder. Mm-mm. He <laughs> loves Annalise. Okay. The one with, um, what's his name from Gossip Girl? You know what I'm talking about on Netflix? I did not watch that Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl? No. I, I remember hearing about that, but I didn't watch that. Uh, the one where he was like tracking the girl from all of her social medias. You know what I'm talking about? No. It was a Lifetime show. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Text it to us. Text it to us. <laughs> he was tracking her? Yeah. Through all the social medias. Through social medias. Some of y'all out there doing it now. Today. Mm-hmm. Tonight. This week. Mm-hmm. But um, besides catching up with my line brothers and just some other folks that are near and dear to my heart um, that I haven't, you know, just seen in a while or whatever the case is, I've been reading, playing my PS4, trying to finish yeah. Spider-Man. And um, I stayed in the house this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned a new word this week. What you listening what you to <laughs> what is the word of the day? Listening to the Hidden Brain podcast um, episode called "Rewinding and Rewriting." Um, I learned a new word. It's called counterfactual thinking. Okay. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. Let me read you the definition. Yeah. Counterfactual thinking is a concept in psychology that involves the human tendency to create possible alternatives to life events that have already occurred. Mm. So the episode was like, what kind of like grabbed me right away was like this like really sad story that was the backdrop of the conversation. This Mm. widow wife who Mm. um, talked about um, taking a ski trip with her husband and some family members and, you know, one particular morning they got up and the husband, which was really odd to her because he was never like this, was just like, yo, something don't feel right. Something's off today. I don't know what it is, but something don't feel right. Fast forward, tragic story. He gets like killed um, within a few hours um, from an avalanche. And, you know, she spent ever since then, like the, you know, the next few years or several months or however long um, recanting that statement when he was like, something doesn't feel right, I don't feel good. And, you know, she carrying this guilt, this heavy burden of, you know, why didn't I listen to him? You know, had I listened to him, he would still be here today. And I would still have my perfect life and my husband, I'd still be in love. So it was just really interesting to hear this story. And, you know, the question um, out of all this was like, you know, how, how much do we you know, spend time obsessing mm-hmm. about things that have already happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shit is not going to change. But we That's- literally spend so much energy and hours and time re-envisioning or fantasizing about all these alternative endings that are never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the suggestion from the podcast host was that we use that energy to try to, like, push it forward. So 
um, you know, in, in that kind of case, like try to use your experience, however bad it is, to try to make things better moving forward because you can't change anything that happened in the past so counterfactual thinking is like a replaying in the moment literally a replaying Mm. and you kind of like like a movie playing out an alternative ending in your mind Mm. and and typically that alternative ending is you know one that's more pleasing to you because obviously you know some type of trauma happened and you just wish that damn, if I could go back. You know how you ever hear people say, if I could go back and... But you can't. But you can't. And (laughs) that was the whole purpose of defining what that action is, which is the counterfactual thinking, but then trying to like give some type of alternative or a better way of how do we deal with these tragic things? Or maybe it's not tragic. Maybe just something happened that didn't go our way. How do we use that energy and kind of propel it forward? It made for a really good conversation. You guys should check it out. I'm linking that to like something we call rumination but like okay. in psychology you learn that like school, different schools of thought have like the have different names for the same thing so got you. okay got you i'm here for that say that word again rumination all right just like ruminating on the thing all right Figuring hope, out hope y'all wrote that, that down you can't really apply <laughs> <laughs> Yes, okay, very cute. Thank you for so, that. Yeah, that's, word that was of my the day. So we got a word of the day. Yes. How are you? I'm good. Um, this has been a week, I think, of revelation for me. So um, I was talking a lot to my homegirl, um, Delisha. Shout out to Delisha from Afrosexology. Yes, As we approach the Valentine's Day season, maybe you might want to check out some Afrosexology merch. You know, liberation. Wow, shout out to Delisha because I just remember, yes, I just remember having such a great conversation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, in Chicago. mm -hmm. And I miss you, girl. That's my homie for sure. That's like literally my fan. One day we're going to run into each other again. Mm hmm, mm hmm. Oh, that's what's up. So, yeah. So, how did it go? It was amazing. So, what we were talking about, um, we always have these conversations, which you guys can probably pick up on, where we like, talk about certain situations and like challenge each other just like on our mindsets and like help each other kind of dig deeper so this week we were talking about like patriarchy Mm -hmm. and how niggas really ain't shit and like um we're kind of on like one end of the spectrum so i'm not going to share like her experience but i'm going to share mine and i shared it on the show before and it was kind of just like you know niggas don't do you prepare yourself in like numerous ways especially like as a sub as a bottom as one who like aims to please right and niggas will show up with like musty balls they will not create an atmosphere that's like liberating for you they will not even know where to put things like and we can have an episode about it so i'm not gonna spill too much right yeah and so it led me to just like cutting everything off completely as a like F you to the patriarchy, right? You're bringing your hegemonic norms thinking I'm just here for your pleasure and you're not reciprocating any of that. Let me just cut it off, right? But in cutting everything off, I'm sacrificing my own pleasure. So I'm feeding back into the patriarchy because I still get no fucking pleasure. (laughs) But how are you feeding back into it? Because in like this theme of patriarchy or hegemonic masculinity, the receiving partner, the quote-unquote woman, not speaking to myself as a woman, but, like, women out there, Mm -hmm. right? Or those who are deemed more submissive or lower-tiered on, like, the social scale are the ones who are kind of, like, the servicers and the ones not getting service. So by cutting off my pleasure and saying I'm keeping my pussy to myself and not giving it to anybody, I'm still playing into that because I'm not... You don't want to keep it to yourself. I'm not getting pleasured. And I don't want to, right? My best self (laughs) is my whole self. Gotcha. Yes. Right? Like, when I'm actively, like, out here frisky and flirty, like, similar to what... This is what me and Delisha both came to, because we're kind of on that same wavelength. When I'm, like, frisky and flirty and, like, I don't know, talking to niggas and, like, you know, having the potential to do a little something-something, like, I feel like my best self. I have been cutting myself off for, like, all these months, and now I'm just, like... I'm not my best self. Okay. Right? Hmm. So, all that to say How do you balance that, then? Like... Because that is a struggle. It is. It is. And so what we challenged each other, well, I challenged her and I was just like, well, why can't you be like somewhere in the middle, right? Why can't you have your pleasure, but then also see what other side that you're looking at, right? And that kind of resonated with me. And I kind of, excuse me, I kind of read myself. Why do I have to shut things off completely, right? Why can't I have 
the standards that I want, but then still be willing to hoe. So all that to say this, I'm back on my whole shit. <laughs> but, <Okay. laughs> but with some requirements. You're saying no to patriarchy and musty balls. Yes. Hell okay. no. If you can't provide a liberating <laughs> experience for me, then we have nothing gotcha. to talk about. If you can't do me the service of eating fruits so that I can enjoy what I do, or washing your tail, right? So that I can enjoy the experience. And we have nothing to talk about, right? But if you can meet those simple things and then some, we can have a good time, okay? (laughs) Clank, clank to being back on the whole shit. Okay? Cheers to the girls weekend. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Clink, clink to being back on the whole shit. I love that. That, that is such a bold statement of affirmation mm-hmm. and self-confidence. Seriously, like, mm-hmm. I really, I fucks with that. Yeah, I'm a fat and femo, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, what I'm picking up from you, what I'm getting from this, my takeaway is that it can be very difficult um, to kind of traverse this. Um, and forgive me, I'm going to take it up a few notches. Sure. Um, having these standards, whatever they are, mm-hmm. and those standards not being met, becoming frustrated, but all the while, still having a need of yeah. fire in your loin, like a... Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. Forest fire in my loins. Yeah. I mean, I know, like, a lot of folks turn to masturbation in situations like this, but even masturbation can, you know, become frustrating mm-hmm. after a point. We can call it what it is. I masturbated out. Because, is, and I think... It, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's because, you know, human beings at the end of the day, we long for that connection sure. with another human being. And I'm not saying I'm not satisfying myself, right? Because but there's more. your girl gets it in. There's more. But I would love to share that satisfying experience with another breathing. Mm. And that's another thing. When you know you got the juice. Juicy. Okay. When you know your shit is good. I'm impressed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listeners, yeah. I'm talking to you too. When you know mm-hmm. your shit is good, you get out the shower, your shit is good, you looking good, mm-hmm. you smelling good, and you just say to yourself, damn, somebody got to come over and get this and shit. Like, come is. on. Yeah, you I, ever feel that way? And then it's just like... I do all the time. When that doesn't happen, it's just like, how do we process that then? Sure, sure. I know what I mean. All the while, <laughs> keeping your self-confidence up. Yeah, my a, confidence is totally up. You know, yeah. not feeling shitty, B. Mm-mm. You know, not falling back into some old ways where we are going to um, sacrifice our own morals, our own values. See, sure. you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. it's a struggle. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, like, well, that's well, it, all makes, it all makes sense. You know, your girl's a little tired today. So, with your beanie and shit on, oh, yeah, you know, I'm cute or whatever. I got my beard, <laughs> you know, just giving it to you. Yeah, you cute or whatever. I really like that shirt. I told you that when you came Thank in. Thank you. Giving a little floral tease. Giving, giving me, I, I'm a geisha girl. I am a geisha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do we have any listener feedback? We do have a little bit of, not a, yeah, we do have a little bit of uh, listener feedback. Let me see what, what we got here. What we got here? We got three new ratings. Three new ratings on Apple Podcasts. Thank you all so much because you know that's where we really want y'all to go to post them. Mm -hmm. So first, got to go back a little bit. This one was posted on December 25th uh, by Lay underscore I-N-T-A-N-E-T-Z. I know he, um, the name looks really familiar. Mm-hmm. He he either follows us on Instagram or Twitter, maybe both. Okay. But name definitely looks familiar. Um, and I know he's definitely. Hey, yes. <laughs> Five stars. P, thank you. And Eric, for the laughs, insight, and sense of community with Hunger Pod. I wish mm-hmm. for you both during this holiday season is happiness beyond your wildest dream, peace of mind you both deserve, and memories to last you a lifetime. Yes. Come on. That was like a graduation Thank you, Lay. Thank you, Lay. <laughs> we also got a five-star rating from Solo 
uh, January 9th. So excited for what you both have in store for the new year. Mm. Heart emoji. Thank you, Solo. Thanks, Solo. Okay. (laughs) And last but not least, much love coming from Shells. Five stars. This podcast is so, so timely and really helps me connect to myself and others through tons of self-reflection a dash of shade and way too many laughs. Who's shady? She just gave, I mean, this is literally our show. <laughs> Self-reflection, a dash of, of shade mm. and way too many laughs. It's like a recipe for a good meal. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Who's <laughs> Thanks for making my MTA commute. That sounds like Baltimore Ooh. or Maryland. Is MTA, MTA? Maryland Transit? Is yeah. So, is... Maryland Transit? Yeah. That what sounds that? like MTA. What's that New York? I don't know. Shout out to MTA. Okay. <laughs> she said, uh, Shells, I, I, actually, I don't know. It could be she, her, him. Um, Shells, I put it that way, says, thanks for making my MTA commute a little bit better, guys. Aww. Much love. So thank you all for those ratings. Yes. That got us to 64. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Oh, five more to what? 69? <laughs> Can we get it by Valentine's Day? That would be dope. That would be cute. <laughs> okay. But now nah, we really appreciate you guys just taking the time out to acknowledge us on iTunes. It's really yes, nice. So yes. Sweet. yes, yes, so, so sweet. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Dang, so now it's time for the topic. That was quick. What you got, <laughs> what you got for us on this cold, frigid evening, P. Well, Ryan? Would we be the show that we are if we did not talk about the Jesse Smollett situation? And maybe not just, like, talk about it, because we all kind of know what has happened. He was attacked yes. by mm. um, these alleged MAGA supporters. Hat-wearing motherfuckers, um, yeah. Broken rib, bleach poured on him. Bleach poured on neck. him, the news. I was like, what? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and so, moving away from what actually happened, I would love for us to kind of talk about And he got reaction. that hate mail, or it was like a letter that was mm-hmm. mailed or sent. Mm, to, I, didn't hear about that. I saw a picture of it. I don't know where it was sent to, but it was like one of those like creepy like serial killer letters where Thousands. you get in like each letter is a different font. You know what I'm talking about? And they like pasted some like h- horrible shit. Are you serious? And sent it to him. Yeah, I saw a picture wow. of that online. Wow, crazy. Can I just say wow. before we get into yeah. the topic, like I just much love to Jesse, yeah. and yeah. I'm just so thankful that. He made it through this mm-hmm. and that this as it's already tragic enough, but I'm just glad that he is safe and he got the medical attention that he needed and hope to hear from him soon. Yeah. Praying for his complete. Yes. Healing, right. Yes. Because even after the physical is gone, there is a mental and emotional yes. component that still is affected yeah. by this. Right. Yeah. Um, so I would just love for us to talk about our general reactions to what has happened. Oh, so I should have just kept my mouth shut. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm no, sorry. Saying prayers to him. Yeah. But just, how did you, whew. you know, being in this space now, we're a couple of days removed from like the initial shock of it all. Mm. How do you feel? I'm still a little shocked. Mm. I am. Mm. I was shocked when I first saw the story, and. I'm just, you said, where am I now, two days later from the, like I said, I'm just really thankful that he made it through this Mm -hmm. and that this didn't turn out to be an even worse tragedy. And it really, it did something to me. Yeah. Um, in, In the term, in the sense of, Something just kind of not clicked in me because it's always been there. But something just reminded me, like, your body is not safe. Mm. You know, as I come and go with my headphones on, you know, like, it just made me a little bit more like you need to be aware. And not to say that he wasn't. It just. It puts things into that kind of perspective for me that once again we have another example of we just not safe and it's not just being black it's being black and gay yes that it's like two different it's like it's like two different lives two different traumas 
two different experiences that are like colliding constantly mm-hmm. for the individual. But I think people on the outside don't necessarily respect that or they don't understand that. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Absolutely. I'm, you just made a point right here and I'm, I'm pulling something up that yes. I saw today on Instagram. Okay. Underscore I am royal on Twitter had tweeted to be visibly queer is to choose your happiness over your safety. Mm. And so to hear you say, you know, we're not safe. Yeah. Please write into this, right? <clears throat> I'll even... I'll even, like, mention something happened, like, earlier today. Like, just a few hours ago, I was crossing the street, and I was coming into the house, and, like, this guy who was, like, just driving by was, like, honking his horn at me and, like, waving at me to, like come over and like give him head because he was like pointing down even stuff like that is just kind of like we gotta be careful out here Mm. y'all you know because like a lot of folks are enticed into situations just to become victims of violence yes yeah going back to your check in how do we really be free in our sexuality when we're not safe? You know, like, mm-hmm. do you ever feel like <sighs> maybe I'm maybe I'm going yeah. down too too far and I'll just slow no, down you're not, here. You're not. But this just so has me thinking. So that's a question we can like, definitely talk about. Um, I there's a risk every time you engage with someone sexually, right? And I was actually having this conversation with Delisha. One thing we were mulling over, you know for like a couple hour and some was like we want to be liberated but at the same time excuse me at the same time there's this risk of that liberation of that liberation because people are offended by your liberation or they want to take advantage of it or in some way shape or form you could get hurt you could seriously get hurt every time you open yourself up to a, a liberating experience there is the potential for you to be hurt no matter how you check every box or no matter how finally you look through the situation, you yeah. could still be placed in harm's way. Is it your fault? No. No. Right? And I feel like Jesse, in a way of like being a public figure, mm-hmm. you when no matter who you are when you're a public figure, you open yourself up, unfortunately. Or you are to opened those up. you yeah. are opened up to mm-hmm. those type of things, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just wanting us all to really think about this and be loving up on this brother, but also to really be loving up on each other. Sure. I think this is a, a time where, as an LGBTQ plus community, this is an opportunity for us to look at each other, validate each other, protect each other, sure. because sure. It's, it's some really big... It's, it's some dangerous shit out here. Yeah, and it's really anxiety-provoking. What I'm noticing in the community is that, like, a lot of people are editing their behaviors because of this anxiety so not being as open as you were because you might get harmed or not engaging in like a sexually liberative experience because you know there's a potential to be harmed in some way shape or form but when i think anxiety by the way i was not thinking about dealing with whoever that guy was (laughs) oh I was kind of shocked about that. I was like, what, sir? It's like eight degrees. I'm trying to get into my house. (laughs) Wait, wait. Going back to your point, like, maybe no, did you wash? Like, (laughs) it was just really awkward for me. And I wasn't, at first I was just kind of like, kind of figure out like, what are you doing? And then it wasn't until I was turning the key in my door that I realized that he was like signaling like, yo, you can come and like, you know, give me, give me some chewy. And it was just like, dude, new word. You never heard of Chewy? Never. <laughs> I'm mad you moved that bang. <laughs> you, <laughs> you were so. <laughs> like, I had to move see, it. You gotta see some girl. Are you? Okay? <laughs> That's fine. Okay? That you. <laughs> okay. But let's. let's yeah. I feel like I'm uh, getting us off track from well, the topic. Well, I was topic. just gonna mention to your point with everybody. There's anxiety that has come out of this situation, but I think, not even I think, the one thing to not even stop but like address anxiety is to face it, is exposure, right? Mm -hmm. So I pray that this situation and other situations to come, because we know what kind of world we live in, 
don't hinder us from really tapping into ourselves and not being and make us afraid I hope it doesn't make us afraid to like show who we are and to live our best lives and to be the liberated individuals that we can be yeah that's all I want to say yeah yeah as far as my reaction to this yeah um situation there is a heaviness I also describe this week as like a week of revelation and I think sometimes even though we have these intersecting identities and we face different oppressive instances or we have these oppressive experiences being where we are in life affords us a lot of privilege to not experience Come attacks on. from day to day mm-hmm. right or to be in spaces where you know we're celebrated for being I, I can't even say we me right I'm celebrated for being like you know a sassy gay black in a sense not to throw out that trope but that's kind of what the truth <laughs> is right I'm in spaces where that is embraced and that's affirmed right so when I see things like this with someone who is even I would say higher in the social hierarchy or is even a little more successful than I it really just like opened my eyes and reminded me like yeah you comfortable right now but that could be you any old day you know and so I think that's where the heaviness came from and it was it was really a wake up call that like no matter how many degrees you get or no matter how many socially progressive friends you surround yourself with you are not exempt from or fully protected from attack and I think with that came heaviness I won't say it came it brought fear because I don't really feel afraid but it definitely brought a heaviness and it just kind of like reinforces this like hatred Mm. that has existed in this nation for so long Mm. hatred for the things that Americans don't understand or don't necessarily agree with or feel like it's not mainstream because gays and let's take it out of the black gays you know let's take it out of the gay LGBTQ members of the LGBTQ plus community have been harassed murdered tortured for as long as I could remember I mean I'm 33 years old and it's just like I feel like I've heard these stories all my life Um, movies like Boys Don't Cry are movies that I remember watching many, many years ago, but a movie that has kind of stayed with me because of what it stood for, which, you know, was such like a... um, So many people related, you know, when, when they saw that. It's just, it's tough for the folks who are misunderstood. And I really just think about not only what, I think about, okay, you know, Jesse was attacked and this was, you know, malicious intent from these Mac, Mac, (laughs) Make America Great Again, MAGA, right? MAGA, is that how they say it? Hat wearers who were homophobic, right? Homo antagonists. And anti-black and racist. Yeah. Yeah. All that. It's how intentional they are about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. It's what they're doing that gives me so much, like, that shakes me up so much. Yeah. The whole bleaching, you know, because they felt he was dirty, unclean, homosexuality is unclean. That's what made me think of, like, you poor bleach. Like, that's so... God, humiliating, and I just can't imagine. Like, I, I just feel. Uh, yeah. I just. Uh, what a terrible experience. Like, I just. I can't imagine. And then, like you said, the aftermath of the emotional and the psychological impact of this trauma. And that's where, like, you know. I, I'm kind of getting tired of like thoughts and prayers go to him, but I do want to say thoughts and prayers go to him. But we I'm say just it like, so much we now. We still need to address the actual issue, right? Right. The actual issue needs to be addressed. These people have been emboldened 
to act violent towards Jesse, right? Or to act violent towards marginalized groups that they, you know, do not like, yeah, right? and have for a long it's time. It's no longer covert. It's yeah. back to being like, okay, we, we gonna get away with this shit, so we might as well go ahead. Right, right? because they are being pumped up. Yeah. <laughs> and in that vein, though, because yeah. I want to recognize violence that isn't as explicit, right? I want to recognize, by, like, yes, we are at risk of experiencing violent attack on the physical level, but let's all talk about, as well, violent attacks on the not-so-explicit level. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to kind of transition this talk into your reaction to other people's reactions to this situation. Mm-hmm. So feel free. Hmm. To be honest with you, P. Ryan, like when stuff like this happens, I tend to back away from social media. I should have done the same. Because it's really um, just a cesspool of ignorance, stupidity, um... And instead of people being upfront with, listen, these are the things that I don't know. These are the things that I don't understand. Help me understand. They just put very much like what you were talking about in the episode about, um, do you have the range? Mm. I feel like mm. that was that episode is very relevant to this part of this conversation. So yeah, I people's reactions. I looked at them for a quick second. And it was exactly what I expected. Mm. It was the people who were really sending heartfelt messages to Jesse and, and sad that this has happened. And then it was the people who looked at this as a racist issue and just completely negated that. And were adamant about it. Yes. 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 Negating the fact, negating his identity, which is mm. what we keep telling y'all is the problem. Mm. You don't see us. Mm. And on the flip side, there are people who saw this as a strictly <clears throat> homophobic activity. It had nothing to do with race. It had nothing to do with blackness, right? And that's stupid because unless you've been living on a, under a rock in this country for the past 90, 100 years, or more than that, really, like. So it's it's such a struggle yeah. for me, P. Ryan. It is such a struggle for me. And like, oh my God. Oh my God. LGBTQ people of color, how do we deal with this? Like, it's such a struggle for me because racism is a big issue here in this country that's ignored over and over again. Mm-hmm. Members of the LGBTQ plus community, issues mm-hmm. ignored over and over again. Where do you find solace? Where do you find peace? They're not... Those issues, I would say, are not standalone issues, right? They definitely overlap. And when you... Right. You don't even have to be a scholar of this shit. But there is a term called intersectionality. It was coined by Kimberly Crenshaw, I believe, in the 90s. And it basically talks about how intersecting identities... um, individuals will experience oppression due to their intersecting identity. So you're not experiencing oppression because you're just black or you're just a woman or you're just black or, and you're just, uh, or you're just LGBT. But when you are black and woman, when you're black and LGBT, when you're a black woman, LGBT, when you're a black trans, like it becomes an even bigger issue for people. Oppression that you experience. So you're lying, brother. Because people are not only projecting their racist bullshit onto you, they're projecting their homophobia onto you as well. Sure. Or their transphobia or, you know, whatever that is. You're lying, brother, who we had on the show, Sterling, who did an amazing job of talking about black men in education, also did a fabulous job this week talking about his experience with intersectionality, right? Not just being a black man, but being a black gay man and how that experience... um, in that experience, he experienced he ha- he was faced with violence, similar to like mm-hmm. Jesse. Maybe not physical, but violence in some capacity. Yeah. We always talk about not looking at Facebook comments, but I couldn't help it. So this is my. Sometimes opinion. you can. I mean, right? we. I think yeah, yeah. But what really <laughs> messed me up was the fact that there were cis had black women, and I'm just gonna speak about this because I really don't give a fuck. Cis had black women, let me take it further, who are in the Greek community, 
who will see you event after event after event, right? Will show you love in one space, but maybe not show you love in another. Mm-hmm. Right? Who commented, well, I believe that we as, what the fuck did she say? Mere mortals? Get the fuck out of here with that shit, right? But she said that we as mere mortals will understand oppression by the way we identify. Mere mortals? Uh, as opposed to? As opposed to deities? I don't know. I don't know. That's part of the problem okay. right there. Okay. Okay, because those who are puffed up will be brought down. But we're not there yet, okay? Yeah. Going back to her point, she had she made a comment, or this woman had made a comment saying that we, in a sense, we see oppression or we can relate to oppression based on our identities. So um, if she saw a woman being uh, attacked she would be able to understand it more because she, she sounds like white folks because she is okay who justify why they're not racist all right because she is woman right so in this case of jesse what she's going to expound more upon is the fact that he um had a noose around his neck because she can relate to that more because of her blackness right let me call you out on bullshit because that's what i'm on in 2019 right you see me am i a woman you asking me i'm asking you no but no. the answer is no as far as i'm just I, i'm sorry i had pause because i feel like that's not for me to state well yeah i'm a little fat and femme but do i as far as you know as far I as your identity as woman no absolutely okay. not am i 14 years old no yeah but somehow i can understand how intersecting identities of being a person of color, being young, being woman, mm-hmm. contributed to the silencing of all the victims, most of the victims, all the victims of R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Somehow I can understand that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because they were young, all those intersections. because they were black, <laughs> because they were women, nobody yeah. wanted to listen to them, nobody believed them. To this day, there are people still up I at his house. intersectionality going right? on there. I can understand that a little bit, yeah? Mm-hmm. At least a little bit, give me that. I can understand, um, do I present, would I be presented as something, as society's term as a thug? No. No, right? But somehow I can understand the intersection of being black, being male, and being shot by police based off of just like how you present, Mm -hmm. right? And just having the aura of... Come on. I love this. Yes. Of of like... Go ahead. Of danger, right? I'll walk down the street, although I may not present as a quote-unquote thug, I can understand how somebody may look at me and probably shoot me up because they were afraid in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. right? Intersectionality. Yeah. If you can understand those two things, baby, you can understand how this was both a black and gay issue, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And because you have made the choice not to and are depending on black bodies who are already experiencing, who are experiencing this trauma via Jussie, to explain why it's an issue, both black and gay issue, you got to let me know if they serve in deviled eggs at these homophobic meetings. <laughs> and if that's the reason why you are so staunch on being or and standing in your homophobicness. People are so, and, and they're great, quick to say, I'm not homophobic. Right. But then they'll just unleash all of this homophobic right. shit. And we can pull receipts, right? Because these same individuals who will say, no, I'm not homophobic. You see, I gave a, a, a comment in support. Yeah, but what behaviors do you exhibit that are just as violent as punching a nigga's ribs mm-hmm. and wrapping a noose around someone's neck? Mm-hmm. Right? Pouring bleach on them. Right? How many rumors have you engaged in about that person down the way, right? How many screenshots have you taken? That's just as violent, my G. How many times have you supported somebody in a quiet space, but when it came time to recognize their humanness in public, you shied away? That's violence. So here's what I'm asking for in 2019. I'm not asking for you to apologize. I'm not asking for you to have a dialogue. I'm asking for you to be to not half-ass your bigotry. Do it with your whole life. Stand legs. in it. 
Yeah? Because here's what I'm going to stand in. Mm. The fact that we don't got nothing to talk about. And we see... Each other. Oh, God. Okay. Mm. Okay? Gone are the days. And I have to take a self-assessment, right? Because I would be so pressed to... First quarter inventory. First quarter inventory okay. check. What, what quarter are we in <laughs> the, okay. first the first one. <laughs> you just said it. <laughs> I'm pissed. Okay. Yeah. But I used to be so pressed to like coddle these individuals' feelings. Like, no, you mean well. No, you don't. No, you don't. You want to harm me and then laugh in my face. I'm asking you to just present the knife so then we can box it out. Yeah. Right? Try let to stab me. me let me know I'm coming to a knife fight. Right. So I can bring, bring mine. My gun. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh shit. Okay. This doesn't play fair. Okay. <laughs> this is Philadelphia. <laughs> just so you know. That's all I'm saying. No, I hear you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm not saying change your beliefs. I'm saying stand firm in them. Because you look mad wishy-washy. And don't try to masquerade. Yeah. Because if you choose to see Jesse's blackness and not his well, gayness, if you choose to see anybody's one identity but not their other yeah. you are actively choosing to be ignorant to the whole person and what good are you you're not an ally i think how can you be an ally unless you are truly an ally right unless you have people who are around you who are knowledgeable who represent the lgbt community that you keep in contact with that you have a relationship with mm-hmm. And you actually want to understand these things, right? You want to make friends with folks that are in it. You know, when you're intentional about learning and growth, it shows. Mm-hmm. But some people are not intentional about that. What they want to do is put on a facade, right? We're going to break down the, those walls in this year, right? And here's another thing about that ally word. You cannot give yourself the title of ally, Right? You need to show and prove that you're one and have the community that you're mm-hmm. allying with mm-hmm. embrace you as one. Yeah. To just be out here, oh, I'm an ally, I'm an ally. You ain't shit. Well, let's talk about why folks just default think that they're an ally. Because you keep keying it up with some gays at the bar. Could be. Or it could be you recognize your foul-ass behavior and you're trying to do something to quell that discomfort, right? When you see all this other stuff going on. Let me make that clearer. You realize you're not a true supporter of any marginalized community that you're claiming to support, but you want to ease those feelings of guilt. Your own. Okay. I got you. Of guilt. I'm following. Of shame. Yeah. That you may feel when you recognize, ooh, that group over there is suffering, but I really don't give a fuck. How can I make myself feel better? Oh, I'm an ally, y'all. Mm-hmm. When you're not. You're actually a perpetrator. Mm-mm-mm. Wear that hat. Wear that badge. You know, I don't want to have any more of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, there's a couple more bullets on like um, Do you this being tied that? back to like Kevin Hart and Trump and saying how they've emboldened people, but we know that is the case, right? People like Kevin Hart can't understand why their jokes um, are not seen as just jokes. Well. Here's a case in point, right? And he, you know, wrote something in support of Jesse, like, you know, hey, brother, whatever. We're standing it doesn't matter here. when... This retroactive it doesn't outreach. Matter. It doesn't matter, Kevin. It doesn't matter because when you were given the opportunity and a platform to address... And I like how you said, oh, live in your shit. Live in it. When you had that opportunity to live in your shit, Kevin You said Hart, I'm not apologizing. You said I'm not going to do it. So stay there. This, what's Tiana's album? Keep that same energy, girl. Yeah. Keep yeah. it. Yeah. Steve Harvey, Mr. Hightower, I used to, I love you, right? But even in your post of support, there's a whole bunch of black men standing for you, my brother. Wonderful. You could have left it there. It's not a gay thing, but I just want to let you know we stand for, 
What? Wait, what did he say? It's not a gay thing. I'm oh, so he has I'm, to. I'm he has to first say, "I'm masculine. I'm a man." Right. But let me state we this in support. How come on, man! Like that's some bullshit. Right. You can you keep that shit. That yeah, like come on, that's some bullshit. How, See, oh god, I'm sorry. I'm, how ahead. more powerful would it have been? If you had just says, I see you, I recognize you as an entire being. How powerful myself, would it have been to say, I love you? I love you, right? And just... Or me and other black men see you for who you are, see your entirety, and got your back. Joe, I'm, I'm... Okay. I don't have any final thoughts. I just want to know, how have you been self-caring in this... This season... Of nonsense and bullshit. Mm-hmm. Just by making sure that I'm nurturing not only the relationship with myself, which is first, foremost, and most important, but nurturing the relationships with the people who I love and support and who love and support me. And making sure that I'm being present in the moment because tomorrow, the next, you know, the next mm-hmm. second is not promised to any of us. And I feel like that's what I feel like that's all I can do, and 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 in times and situations where I'm confronted by bullshit, speak out on it. Yeah. Don't be silent. You know, and I don't really care where I'm at. Mm-hmm. If I'm at work, okay. I may have to filter it a little bit what my response is, or I may have to come from a different angle, but. I cannot be in any space, not at this age especially. I can't be in any space where some bullshit goes down and I can't and I and I can't say something about it. I can't speak up. So, you know, going back to your point about standing in your truth and standing in in, in who you are, I think that also counts for the people who have something to say. When you see bullshit going on, stand in who you are. Mm-hmm. If you know that shit ain't right, if you know that shit doesn't make you feel good, speak up. Say that. Yeah. And maybe you don't have all the answers right now. You know what? This, I don't know why, but this just doesn't make me feel good. It's okay to start there. It's okay. But I think it's important that we stand in who we are and, and, and be visible. You know, when those white uh, Trump supporters showed up because they went to, was it Walmart or Target and brought all those tiki, tiki torches? Mm-hmm. And they showed up looking like the KKK revival. Okay. Okay, but when their pictures were posted on Instagram, they came back crying, apologizing. No, 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 no. Stand in who you are. Mm-hmm. Be real about that shit. Be real about your shit. In the words of Yama, be clear. Be clear. Yeah, yeah. Because when you're clear about this, you can move forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And whatever that is. Kevin Hart, stand in your bullshit. Whoever you are, stand in your bullshit. Steve Harvey, we didn't need... The prelude to the tweet. <laughs> we didn't need a disclosure. And that would have been to such your a support. Message. You you have to put a disclosure yeah. to your love and support for another brother yeah. or a woman. No, it doesn't have to be a brother, but for any human being. Why do we have to put a disclosure on our message? Why do we have to put a disclosure on our love? Why do we have to put a disclosure on our support? Whether you go into Twitter or Facebook to post some shit. Why do you got to put a disclosure on your own shit? That should tell you right there that you're going down a wrong, 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 wrong road. Mm-hmm. You should just stop. Since a couple of days ago, I have self-cared by being a little self-indulgent. I have eaten good food. I have drunk good wine. I went and got my toes did. Yeah. Okay, with a little white polish on them, and I got some gel, so I paid a little extra, right? Um, that said, even she let in- you know this gonna be extra. Oh yeah, she's like, it's just ten dollars. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I love her so much. My nail lady is in. Now, that said, in pampering myself and in indulging, there was still, as you said, a moment where I had to speak up. So. After getting my nails done, which I got done today, actually, um, I went to go get a haircut because I want, you know, I just wanted to get this beard, like, freshly lined, you know, maybe a nice bald situation going. But while I was sitting to go get my haircut, out of nowhere, 
somebody decided to talk about Wendy Williams and spit a whole bunch of transphobic stuff. Here we go. In addition, there was Here uh, we go. there was a woman barber in the shop. Y'all gotta who, stop doing that. Leave they, Wendy Williams alone. They went from Wendy Williams and the trans stuff to that woman wanting dick when she clearly expressed that she's not interested in men, right? Who wanted dick? Uh, the the woman in the barber. In the barbershop. Oh. Yeah. She said she wanted to? No, they were saying she did. And she was clearly, like, saying, like, no, that's, like, not my thing. But they just kept, like, pushing the issue. And it made the atmosphere re- feel really uncomfortable for me. So in that moment, I had a struggle because I was just like, I really want to get my hair cut, right? But then I was like, bitch, these toxic-ass individuals do not deserve your coin. The barbershop so, is just one of those places where it's always so some shit there, going right? down. Like yeah. the shit that y'all talk about, yeah. especially y'all, and I'm talking about black men, because sure. sure. those are the barbershops I frequent. Yeah, the shit that they y'all talk about, it's just like so inappropriate, degrading, yeah. offensive, and you got a barbershop full of people. You don't know who identifies with what, and, I just and like, in that situation, yeah. you have someone who works there. Mm-hmm. And you are making her feel uncomfortable with her identity. Why is... Why are we... So in that moment, I was just like... I don't have a pair of Yeezys because I said I'm not supporting Kanye's bullshit. I don't frequent different places because I know they're on some BS, right? So am I going to give this barber my coin? You see my face. (laughs) You didn't. I did not. Right. You got the fuck up out of there. Yeah. And he wound up actually coming outside of the shop and was just like, yo, you was about to get in the chair next. Like, And I was like, I'm good. And I went and got me some wings instead of a haircut. So I'm still looking for somebody to line me up. <laughs> you know, I used to do lineups back in the day, bro. Oh, are you for real? Yeah, actually. I just need somebody. I changed my line brother. I've given him plenty of lineups. You know, the Lord will <laughs> send around in the bush. <laughs> this is a testimony. You were so great. Okay. And that's all we have. So you ready to take this break? Yeah, let's take it. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. What's up, y'all? We back, and it's that time of the show where we are either hung up or hanging up. Or in between our both. Or both. I think we're both like just wanting to send our prayers out right yeah, is that how we feel in this mind. evening yeah. <laughs> yes um yeah I don't is that osmosis i think so it's not telekinesis because that's when you can move don't shit okay <laughs> and we gonna talk about that because that ain't osmosis for real it's not no okay okay i'm a bio girl <laughs> 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 i went to biology <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you were saying <laughs> Really just blessings out to the folks who are homeless or living on the street right now. I remember seeing this tweet about 15 homeless people were found dead in Chicago. And it just really broke my heart. And I just know that it is hella cold right now. It's negative four in Philly. Do you remember when we went to Chicago? It was. I feel like it's colder now in Philly than it was in Chicago. And so imagine Chicago now. Well, that's, yeah. That's Mm-mm. that's the problem. Mm-mm. So, just hearts and prayers and love and all that stuff goes out to to folks. And I just hope folks are warm and can find a place yeah. to be yeah. during this harsh, harsh winter that we're having right now. Seriously, yeah. Um, and that's it. What about you? Are you good? I'm Gucci. Okay. Okay. And this has been another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. All. Oh, oh. I'm so tired. I can't talk. It's okay, baby. It's okay. <laughs> As always, I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at IAMPRYAN. I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Find us both on Instagram and Twitter at H-U-N-G-U-P-P-D. <laughs> and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Yes, and I, we, we do make pretty good use, I think, of the hashtag hung up pod um tag (laughs) so you can search that on any platform and you can find us i'm sure and when you do send us an email we would love to hear your feedback your love your thoughts to hung up pod at gmail.com yeah and before you press that email button ask yourself 
did I call these hoes? Because <laughs> okay. you probably didn't. Because you probably didn't. You probably should. <laughs> Leave us a message. We we have plenty of data. Okay. Now, don't forget, guys, to send your ratings, reviews, all that shit to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere that you can find a man who will call and leave a message. <laughs> message. Okay. Thank you guys so much. See you next week. Peace out, y'all. Good night. Bye. <laughs> It be the ones who say they ride for you. It be the ones, the ones you love them too. It be the ones who swear they real, not true. It be the ones.